The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. It's great to be back in Los Angeles after a couple of fantastic weeks from Dubai in the um, United Arab, Arab Emirates and from India. It was great. So welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. I was overseas broadcasting and giving keynote addresses uh, overseas in the Middle East. And um, last week I gave a, an address to the Liquor Marketing Group. A conference, it was a perfect example of why companies should spend more money on training and having conferences where everybody, the best brains of the company can get together and interact and share ideas and experiences face-to-face. It makes such a difference. You know, so many companies today are saving money through conference calls and video conferencing, but it just isn't the same as what can be achieved with a conference like the one that um, LMG had last week. It was in Dubai, which made everybody relaxed, and it was they had a great social program. But they had a very strong business program too, balance of workshops and keynote presentations, and you know several hundred people all putting their best foot forward and sharing ideas and and putting forward new programs. I mean, you can't beat that for building camaraderie in a company, and that in turn builds sales and it builds return on investment. It was a terrific event. And I'd be absolutely staggered if LMG in the next 12 months doesn't record great results. It, No matter what business you're in, I don't care what it is, if you don't spend money on training your staff, and if you don't spend money on getting your good people together in one room, no matter where in the world it is, you're going to be far less successful and you're going to run a big risk of going broke and not being in business. And, you know, the rate of change in all aspects of business now is just absolutely bloody staggering and it's accelerating rapidly. I know from the stuff that I get and and new apps, God, there's a couple of thousand of them every single day and if you don't keep up and you don't address the things that are happening – you're going to fall behind. And a great way to do it is keep training your staff and keep getting your personnel together so that they keep abreast of the changes. I mean, it really does make a hell of a difference. Here at the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, now we're, and in our consulting business, we're all about entrepreneurs and startups and early stage. In fact, all small businesses, no matter where the hell you are in the world. And we're heard right around the world now. At the same time, every week, 
<coughs> oh, excuse me, no matter where in the world you happen to be. Now, just a few months ago, Intel CEO Brian Kazanich, Kazanich predicted we'd see tablets priced under $150 this year. This week, he said he anticipates that a range of tablets are going to be available in the next month under $100. And laptops will be available for the Christmas stocking for less than $299. That was just two years ago that Amazon introduced the Kindle Fire tablet for what was then an astonishing $199. So in two years, the prices have halved. And that's got to be great news for everybody who's in the fight to get this extraordinary education and communication tool, not only into every school in America, but every school across the world. I know um, that Facebook and Zuckerberg, and I've never been a great Zuckerberg fan, but Zuckerberg is doing a great lot of work on getting great tools to the underprivileged around the world, and I salute him for that. Now, we could probably start by giving a tablet, particularly the communication side, to the members of the bloody Tea Party in the US who think they're doing the right thing by this country through their idiotic fiscal attitudes. Over the past month, I've travelled a lot globally. I've been all over the place. And the shutdown of the federal government has done this country irreparable harm in the Middle East particularly, and, you know, most people in the Middle East like us. They want to be like us. They support us. You know, I've said before, I've been, I I did a 10-city tour of Iran, and everybody here goes, oh, Iran. You know, it's great. They walk around in American T-shirts and American jeans, and they, you know, it's like being here, except they've got a couple of lunatics at the helm. But they want to admire us. They You know, they want to be like America. And yet the newspapers and the people are all talking about, you know, what's this American shutdown? They can't get their act together. You know, you want us to have democracy? (laughs) What the fuck does democracy look like when these idiots can shut the country down? So, you know, from a business perspective, we've got to be a lot smarter. When these idiots take actions that hurt the economy, they hurt every one of us. Instead of being insular, we need to begin looking at everything from a global perspective. You know, we're not insular here. We're part of the globe, part of the world. The days of the United States thinking it's an island and that its way is necessarily the best way is over. Yeah, this is still the best country in the world. But Jesus, we've got to do it well, not poorly like we have been. So everybody in business should be putting pressure to bear on all politicians particularly the 80 or so hardline Republicans who don't seem to give a damn how they hurt business and hurt every employee in the country. And the people they're hurting are the little guys. You know, the big guys, okay, their their income might drop by a few million. The little guys get crucified. They go out of business. People get unemployed. And the local shops suffer because people can't spend. All you entrepreneurs out there, make your voices heard. Stand up and say, we're not copying this crap anymore. We don't want to go through all of this again in January. You know, 
this is the greatest country in the world. Let's treat it like it is. Okay, that's my yell for today. <laughs> this afternoon, i got to say, I had a wonderful time at the launch of Countdown Motion Pictures at the Palm in Hollywood. In fact, I got straight off a flight from Sydney where I was for the last four days and went along to support my great friend Gavin Wood, who's one of the principals of the company. And uh, I'd like to publicly wish him and his partners, Adam Howard, creative genius and a great guy, David Holman. He looks like a music producer. The guy looks like a famous music producer, and he is. Olivia Newton-John, Everclear, no doubt, etc. Um, and not least, Tony McVan, and he did the sound for the um, recently highly successful ABBA special. And they're the four partners, and I wish them every success with their new venture. They are a, an unbelievably talented group of guys. They know a huge number of people. There was a great lineup of people there today. We had fun. We caught up with a lot of people hadn't seen for a bit. Good lunch, a few glasses of red wine. So they've, they've got a number of projects um, in hand, but they're also, like every film company, they're out there looking for, um, for projects and money, of course. So if you're sitting around, you've got a boatload of money and you want to get in the film business or you're just putting the finishing touches onto some brilliant script that you've just written, let me know and I'll get the information to the guys. They are a talented bunch and I'm sure they're going to do extremely well. You know, judging by the who's who of the people they had at the lunch today, I think they've got a great future. And uh, so countdown motion pictures, just right on the back of your wall because you are going to hear a hell of a lot more from them. And I certainly wish the boys well, and I've known Gavin for 40-odd years. Brilliant guy, and uh, good luck, mate. Now, customer service, and thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Customer service has always been critical to the success of business, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Research by a whole truckload of people, including people like PricewaterhouseCoopers, They've clearly demonstrated that outstanding customer service is a greater contributor. Listen to this. Outstanding customer service is a greater contributor to to company growth, to return on investment, and to customer loyalty than either advertising or promotion or new products or anything else. However, despite all this irrefutable evidence, The customer service provided by most bricks-and-mortar companies, businesses, is crappy. And in the future, as relationships become more and more important in business, anyone that doesn't provide awesome service is really putting their company at risk. Now, it's at least as important, if not more important, for online businesses to develop customer loyalty and word of mouth. And the only way they do it is by outstanding customer service. It's more important then than it is with bricks and mortar. But BI Intelligence reported this week that not only is customer service online not improving, but it is in fact getting worse. But on the positive side, there's always a positive side, 
They do report that there are a few companies that are working hard to be customer-centric. And they also found that social media was a great tool for companies who are facing crises or PR disasters, and there seems to be one of them almost every day. In fact, (laughs) Obamacare could do with some great online PR right now. Now, BI reports that great examples of fantastic social media customer service includes Dell, who opened up their social media command center to all employees. Now, this is really smart. So Dell opened up their social media command center to all employees, irrespective of what they did. They trained over 25,000 employees in social listening. 25,000. These employees now monitor over 25,000 social mentions of the company every single day in 11 languages. Now, that's got to provide them with phenomenal insight into the thinking of customers and potential customers. Remember that disastrous YouTube video a few years ago with Domino's Pizza with the people making the... Put you off pizza forever. But Domino's launched a massive campaign to analyse public opinion across all social media, and obviously it weren't good. So they very aggressively reached out to customers on social media and they launched a marketing campaign promoting a better product. Now, they saw an immediate 14% increase in sales as well as a significant jump in their stock price. I hear these stories every day, and I still run into people who say, ah, social media is a flash in the pan, it won't work. Now it's all crap, you know, buy an ad in the newspaper. Jesus. After Superstorm Sandy, remember Superstorm Sandy? (laughs) When American Airlines had to deal with a near nationwide shutdown? Now, they turned to social media, and now American Airlines, they rank ninth amongst all brands with a response rate, get this, of 94% on how attentive they are to customers on Twitter. Wow, what great word of mouth and what great um, image building for their company that is, 94% response rate. So if you've got CEOs who don't believe in investing in either staff training or customer service or social media, you know, you probably should go out and get another job because they are not going to be around for long. I've been saying now for well over a couple of years that I've been doing this program, the applications of new media are extraordinary. All it takes is creativity. And we're now just beginning to scratch the surface. But there is some amazing stuff happening. It really is extraordinary. Now, with mobile usage, you know, as we know, it's at an all-time high. Mobile-centric social networks, mobile video companies, and location-based services are gaining enormous benefit from the massive shift in consumer media consumption and usage patterns. There's been a huge shift by tech companies, social networks, app developers to accommodate the growing mobile-centric user base. U.S. consumers now now dedicate 
<laughs> I'm a speaker for a living. You wouldn't believe it, would you? US consumers now dedicate over 20% of their media consumption to mobile, an increase of 500% in just the last couple of years. In fact, consumers are now spending as much time on mobile as they are on all activity on desktops and laptops. And, of course, this is being fueled by the fact that tablet shipments have grown. I can't remember the number, but about 90%, while PC shipments have dropped considerably. Consumers are not only watching more videos on mobile devices, they're also using their mobile devices for longer periods of time, and that's giving marketers more time and opportunity to place ads within streaming video content. Now, I, I was actually sitting next to a guy that I know quite well this afternoon at the table um, at the Countdown launch, and he's with a company called Firestarter. His name's Adam, and he is one of the best producers of video on the planet, and he was telling me that the results they get from video place through a whole range of channels that you can put video on, and including on your website, has been fantastic. In fact, I told him today, definitely going to get him to do one of mine, uh, a new new mobile for me, a new um, video for me. So, and if you want to be put onto Adam, give me too lazy to look it up on the web. Give me a call and I'll, I'll put you across to him. Mobile um, marketers, advertisers, corporations, you now ignore mobile at your peril. Now, you're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. The whole reason we are here and the whole reason my consulting company exists is to assist entrepreneurs to become successful. So if you've got a question about any aspect of business, please don't hesitate. Email direct me, little email me directly at bob at bobpritchard.com and we will answer your email on air or if we don't have time, we definitely will email you directly. We are the number one show in the world for entrepreneurs, the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. And while a lot of our listeners are in the United States, we do have listeners in about 100 countries across the globe. So no matter where you are in the world, we thank you for listening. I'll be back in just a moment with my guest today, Herb Mitchell. He's the CEO and co-founder of ShowDog. He is a great guy, very smart, and after a unbelievably successful career as a senior executive in the consumer business and the toy industry where he is responsible for a couple hundred million dollars worth of sales a year, he woke up one morning and decided he wanted to be an entrepreneur. So um, he convinced his then very pregnant wife to agree to move to New York and basically start again. Now, that's what real CEOs are made of. Can you imagine that discussion? I know you've got a fantastic job, and I know we're earning a lot of money, and I know we're really doing well, but I want to give all that up. I want to become an entrepreneur now. We may earn some money, or we may not, but hey, come along for the ride. Gee, he's, he's a good salesman, this boy, I tell you. But this is one of those great entrepreneur stories that has a happy ending. Herb and four friends created Show Dog, 
It's a tremendous platform. He gave me a brilliant demonstration of it, but it creates instant connections between content and people. It allows you to access digital content from the cloud, no matter what it is, where it is, onto any with any mobile device, and then you can send that to any other web-enabled screen simultaneously. No wires, no boxes, no dongles, no magic. It's brilliant. And uh, when Herb showed me how Shadog worked, I was blown away, and I'll be back with Herb in just a moment. You're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business, and I'll be back with you right after this short break. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show and the segment of the show where we interview people who have achieved great success and people who are making a real difference in the world or about to make a real difference in the world. Now, this show's all about entrepreneurs, and we want to provide you with the tools to help you become a success. And as we all know, business is about sales, and anything that can make sales and presentations easier is a huge boon to business. One of the major issues we face is the ready access to content on all of the various screens. We may be making presentations on multiple screens trying to get across different messages. And uh, my next guest has found a way to streamline the access to information in the cloud to facilitate sales presentations and enhance the obtaining of sales results. Um, Herb just ran me through a presentation prior to coming on air, and we accessed a number of different mediums, videos, and all sorts of other information instantly onto my screen, and it was incredible. And so Herb Mitchley leads the charge to introduce and deliver ShowDog's innovative solution. So the company's called ShowDog, S-H-O-D-O-G-G, 
And their patented technology and their platform creates instant connections between content and people by allowing you to access digital content stored in the cloud with any mobile device and direct that to any number of web-enabled screens simultaneously. They've got great partners, HP, Quadriga Worldwide, and Herb knows a lot about sales. Prior to co-founding ShowDog, he was senior executive at CDI in the consumer products and toy industry with sales of more than $200 million a year. So this boy knows what he's doing. He's always been successful. Hi, Herb. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business. How the hell are you? I'm great, Bob. Appreciate you having me on. That's all right. Okay, so you're out there selling squillions of dollars worth of toys. And one morning, three o'clock in the morning, you woke up and you went, wow, I just had a new idea. I'm going to throw away this lucrative career that I've got and I'm going to form this technology company and change the world. Is that what happened? <laughs> well, you know, I kind of like the sound of that. I might have to start using that uh, that model, actually. But it, it was a bit different. <laughs> I, uh, look, I was introduced, and I'm sure we'll get into the story of it, but I was introduced to a... Uh, a really bright gentleman who I'd come up with was, I think, is a, a transformational idea. And you know, I, my the background, my background being in the children's product uh, business, it's a very fast-moving business. It's a very innovative business. It's one that you're constantly looking for for new trends and having to turn on those trends quickly, not fall in love with them too quickly because ultimately, in the children's space, um, they love it one day and they don't like it the next day. So the whole idea of pivoting to me has always been something that's been part of my my career um obviously this the flip side of that is you know for me i've i've been building my career to start my own business and i think there's probably lots of people who are listening today who are in you know larger companies that feel that they have to acquire a certain skill set before they take a a broad leap into entrepreneurialism um certainly at a level where i was building to which was on a worldwide scale um so when i was introduced to david and i i uh, saw the technology the next phase for me was to have a discussion with my wife, who happened to be pregnant with our second child, right. and explain to her that um, even though I'd spent most of my career in the consumer product space, that um, moving to New York City and launching a technology company was, was the right move for the family and uh, kind of uprooting our comfortable lives. And uh, having that backbone of support for me was uh, made it much easier. Um, but obviously, uh, making the decision was purely about the product and one that I felt that was transformational after looking into it and and having the capability in my past to recognize trends and be involved with some of the biggest brands in the business, I felt that this could become one of the biggest brands in the tech business. I think just the fact that you could convince your wife to give up a, a good lifestyle to go and take a punt in New York shows just how good a bloody salesman you really are. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's going to be listening to this. I'm hoping she agrees. <laughs> now... We have um, a big entrepreneur audience and they face a hell of a lot of problems when you start up a business and one of the things that I find is so many entrepreneurs just run into, it, I mean it's a lot harder to run your own business than it is to work with someone else. It always seems easier to do than it actually is and a lot of entrepreneurs just give up. It's just too bloody hard. What... Um, what obstacles did you guys run into, um, and, and how did you sort of hold it all together? 
Yeah, look, that's a that's a good question and one that I have a lot of answers as I think back to the creation of the company. And look, I'm going to talk on behalf of, of who we are, and obviously every situation is a bit different. Um, but in our in our you know situation, we had, we had five founders, which in and of itself, um, it's a you challenge. Know, it, it, yeah, it's 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 a it's a big group, and certainly when you're dealing with and, and when, when we get into the technology, you see you'll see how versatile it is. So I think for us, one of the things uh, that we had to figure out instantly was. What do we all believe in? Where do we see this going? And ultimately, what's that end goal that we all commonly agree on? And then back into what's the best way to take this product to market? Um, not necessarily having to um, start and finish with the exact plan, because part sure. of this, as I said before, is the ability sure. to pivot. Yeah. But, but but ultimately have enough of a of a roadmap and calibrate along the way that um, that that. We knew if if we had to pivot that it was the it was the right move and and look I make it seem like the last you know couple of years have been easy and there haven't been arguments or disagreements or you know creative solutions but I think that has been one of the biggest challenges is trying to get five guys who who ultimately believe in the end goal um, it, it's it's the roadmap of getting there and how that decision making is is made um, amongst the group. I think that that's certainly been one of the uh, the bigger challenges, and, and, and certainly one I think a lot of entrepreneurs face. Um, even if it's a single entrepreneur, it's it's that question of, okay, I've got my end goal, but what's the roadmap to get there? Yeah. Uh, also, one of the biggest problems that, or probably the biggest problem that every entrepreneur faces is trying to raise the funds to be able to. Um, facilitate the, your dream. How did you do that? Well, I I, uh, I wish my family could have just written, wrote a check, but that um, so I think we had to go more of the uh, traditional route. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think for us it was interesting because uh, raising money is certainly something that uh, I always feel like we're, we're just doing as as a startup. I think uh, you know anybody listening that's done that before. Um, feels that you're always in a bit of a fundraising mode. Yeah. Uh, but the, there was an interesting dynamic when we started because we, we had a goal in mind um, to raise a certain amount of money, and we eclipsed that goal pretty pretty significantly, actually. Um, and we started off like most people do, going out to their family and friends and, and showing them the idea and explaining why we believe this was you know life-changing and, and the opportunity uh, in front of them. And, and we had a very good reaction amongst our founding group to to the initial friends and family race, but the the actually more interesting part was as we you know per our roadmap started to look at what the business development angle and where we were going on that space in the media business, we found that uh, we were meeting with people to showcase the technology and walking out with investors, and we built our you know our initial round which was 1.8 million dollars, which is a lot of money for for a seed round sure. if you will. Um, yep. Uh, off the back of not just friends and family, but very high-level executives in the media business because uh, they believed in the technology. They believed that, that what we have is something that can change not just media, but other businesses. So I think for us, that you know, it, it gave us a lot of confidence to, to raise money um, and to continue to go out there that we had the right technology, and now it was all about the execution. Okay, now let's, we got to the execution. Let's talk about ShowDog. Um, sure. What makes ShowDog different than... Things like Apple AirPlay and Google Chromecast and the others. Sure. So, well, I think the the best way to start off is to just set the stage, which is this is this is a new technology. It's never existed before. And, and if you think about, you know, we'll get into AirPlay, we'll get into Chromecast. Because certainly, I want to be able to explain the differences. But I think it's important to to lay the foundation that what I saw um, the day I met David 
was transformational in nature, and I'd never seen it before. And I was a tech guy before that from a, from a user perspective. And so really what the technology does, as you mentioned earlier, and I want to make sure I'm clear on it, uh, because it, it's once you get in that mindset, I think you can start to visualize the opportunities. And so what we do is we the technology creates a connection in the cloud between devices and web-enabled screens. Yep. And by making that connection in the cloud, users can fully control and instantly cast any digital content to any web-enabled screen or screens. And the difference between us and uh, the AirPlays and the Chromecast of the world, who, which are also great technologies, we call them peer-to-peer technologies, meaning right. a, a device talks to a device directly, which seems like it makes a lot of sense. My device is connected to another device, and I'm moving content between them. They have a what they call a virtual handshake between the two devices. Right. Seems like it makes a lot of sense, but what you... What you find is you have to be a lot of times in the same network. You have to be in the same operating system. You have to have certain types of hardware to communicate. What David invented, um, and the story is actually very interesting, is he basically said, I don't need to have my devices talk to each other directly. I can actually have both of these devices, which are Internet-enabled, get to the Internet, and I can create kind of a service on the Internet that says, I'm going to manage the connections up here. And what that does, the power of that right there is it strips out every need for hardware operating system. It makes everything agnostic because all it's doing is accepting commands and then delivering those commands to the second screen and telling that second screen what to go do. And that, that is our biggest point of difference and why we can work on an Android to an iOS or an iOS to an Android, why we can work across all different browser types, why the server doesn't necessarily matter or where the, the content is stored. Um, everything becomes somewhat agnostic to the process, which is very different than the peer-to-peer solutions that are out there. Sure. So, the um, how's it going to help me do business? I've got a, I've got a business. I, I sell a lot. I make loads of presentations. I, I have need to communicate with um, a lot of information to people that work with me. How is it going to help me do business? Sure. So, look, I think, I think actually, to, to, before we get into that piece, the you know, we, we actually had a pretty interesting um, pivot for us and where we learned, you know, when do you compete against a large player and when do you focus on your core competencies. And sure. as I said, it started off, you know, we were looking in the media space and we were talking about a consumer application that ultimately would be in the living room. And what we realized was why would we go in the living room too early against peer-to-peer technologies, which from a consumer perspective seemed to do the same thing when – our biggest points of difference were things like security and multi-screen and the ability to communicate to screens outside of a, a home network. And yeah. so that's how we took a step back and said, in, instead of trying to compete in a space that just is sexy, let's go and really be functional and, and offer a lot of value to other places because it comes back to that versatility of the technology. Sure. And I'm sure we'll get into a bit more of that later. So so let me just start with one, one example and one that we're living um, through today, and that's in the... Uh, the enterprise space with with uh, a sales executive that um, that has a need to communicate with somebody whether in the same room or outside the same room. Um, there's a there's a big movement, obviously, content to the cloud. Sure. Um, there's a need to be able to communicate in a way that keeps your audience focused and allows you complete flexibility in in, in a sales presentation process. Yeah. And that's what we created. So so you know our long term business model is a platform which we'll talk about. 
But what we've created as a product on top of that platform to demonstrate what the technology can do is something called Screen Direct. And, and as you mentioned before, Hewlett Packard is, is, is live in a pilot right now. They've been a great partner for us. Um, what they've seen and what we've seen across the board for sales teams is, is the need to be able to communicate, access files, and analyze that process. And that's what we're able to do. We are not a content owner. We are not looking to host content. We are not looking to serve content in our cloud. Our cloud manages the connections and ultimately allows you to move from one place to another. So as a salesperson, what I always found when I was running a big sales team is I had a lot of different issues. I had version control. I'd email a file out, and I'd find a a sales rep was using it a year past its prime because they weren't updated on that file. I find that sometimes my, my, my sales team, you know, if they're channel partners, they're working sometimes with my competition. So there was always a sensitivity about the type of documents I'd want to send out. And, you know, to a, to a lesser degree, and this isn't really Big Brother, it's more of, you know, how am I managing the, the performance? Um, are the analytics behind it? And so what we have built through the same switchboard is once that connection is made, so I, if I'm presenting to you, which I, which I showed you earlier, yeah. I have the ability, and I did this in, I think it was about 15 seconds, I moved from a, a Dropbox server yes. to an Amazon server to yes. a YouTube server, and I moved a PowerPoint, a PDF, and a video to you. And I did it in its original native format. And that, to me, was one of the, one of the groundbreaking pieces of what we were doing in enterprises is, is a lot of times if with, with other um, enterprise-related communication devices or, or, or companies, you, you tend to see, you tend to watch what the presenter is doing, where they're moving their mouse, how they're minimizing the screen, what their background you know, picture may be. And so you lose a little focus of the, of the presentation yeah. because you're watching somebody navigate. Sure. What our technology allows you to do is to push what you want, when you want it, from the original server so it gets there in the most clean, crisp experience possible and allows you to have complete flexibility in turning what we like to say, turning a presentation into a conversation. A lot of times you have that rigidity in a sales presentation that you feel you got to go from one to two to three to four. And you know what? Today, when you're sitting in front of a client, they may start by asking a question that might you may need to go to slide six to slide three to slide 38 to a YouTube video you didn't realize you were going to need. And to be able to do that on the fly is a very powerful statement. And it was one that we built. It's just one product of many that we believe we can build on top of this platform. Okay. So just walk me through the mechanics of this. Um, I get the, um, the app now and I'm in a presentation. What yeah. what preparation do I need before the presentation to be able to do this, or how do I do it on the fly seamlessly when I'm? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so look, I think we try and make this as useful as possible for the most prepared salesperson, and for you know, quite frankly, I'll admit there's times I'm not as prepared as I probably can be, which is which is why I love the technology as well. Um, you know, the the ease of this is really what we're trying to focus on, and and. Um, Obviously, in software, we're going to continue to develop. So this is the sure. early stage of what we're doing, and we're going to continue to focus on making the user experience as easy as possible. Um, but let's just talk about the experience we have prior to us getting on the phone. I wanted you to see what a presentation would look like. So what I had you do was go to a simple URL. Yes. When you got to that URL, there was a code. You gave me that code. I put it into my, my, my mobile device, which happened to be an, an iPhone 4S. I think you were on a, a Google Chrome browser. Yeah. Um, I moved you a PowerPoint presentation directly to your screen, 
And then what I did is I had actually on the fly, I grabbed a YouTube video of one of your interviews and I, I swapped. And that's one of the key foundations of our patent to technology is the ability to move from one place to another and swap out uh, a media player. So I can go from a video file to a PowerPoint file to a photo. Um, and it's always delivering the native format of that video. And so that is really as simple as it gets. Now, what we started to look at was, look, it's not, you know, it's not always a one-to-one connection. So let's say you had a, had a, had a producer that wanted to jump on the call as well. Uh, it's as simple as them going to the same website and giving me the code. I input that into my device, yeah. and I now have a dual-screen experience. And so I'm now controlling both of your screens in two different locations, probably on two different browser types, maybe two different operating systems at the same time, but delivering the same exact experience to you at the same time. And so that's... That's really kind of how it works in the, in the enterprise space is, you know, simplifying and making it easy to, to access the application, which may be our application, but where we see it going is, you know, we, 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 are, we are less about creating our own front-end applications and more sure. about working with those that have front-end applications that want the, connect, the ShowDog Connect button put into their application that allows them to then cast out that content in the way that I showed you before. Um, so that's kind of the beginning of, of just, again, just in the enterprise space, how we see that working um, in a sales presentation process. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it just made it, it was just so easy. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so, look, I think for us what, we, what we're experimenting with, and this is why we're, we're so excited to get out there and, and talk to, you know, and obviously listeners that are interested, for us, it's 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 so much fun to to sit with salespeople and and talk through um, the different styles of sales. Right? You have sure. you have the guy who just wants to connect and wants the freedom to be able to find the files they want on the fly and and not really create a uh, you know not really prepare and and we can do that. But we also have the way to easily create folders so that if you had content coming from five or six different places and you were too nervous about. Um, accessing that on the fly because it's just not your style, well, then you can pull the access to those files directly into the application before the meeting so that all you have to do is literally run from one place to another um, and make it easier on yourself. So, um, where do you go from here? What stage are you at at this moment? Well, so right now we, uh, it's, I talk about this platform, right? And I think one of the hardest parts about a platform business, which I think is actually where, you know, where a, a lot of the industry is heading, certainly from a B2B perspective, is, is you can talk about a platform, but it's hard for people to visualize what a platform is. So show me, show me what you mean by a platform. So long term for us, we want to work with businesses. We want to work with developers that either have applications existing or um, have, a, have an idea on how to use an application, certainly once, once our technology is out there and, and some of the use cases are, are being used and, and, and people can see the power of what we're doing. But in, in the early stages, we had to wrap the platform in some sort of front-end application ourselves. Yes. And so we built not just a, a, an enterprise application, but a hospitality application. Both of them are very different applications. One in hospitality is about connecting to a guest room TV where you're moving your personal media, photos, videos, music to the screen and pulling in content from outside, whether it be from social networks or, or um, uh, large content owners that you may have subscriptions to um, yes. versus an enterprise-related application, application, which is more about accessing PDF files and PowerPoints and, and, uh, and videos that are relevant to your business. Both of those are very different applications, but they're built on the same engine. And so what we wanted to say was, look, you know, it's, 
it's very against a startup mentality to not what they say focus in one specific area. But when you have a platform as versatile as ours, what we've always said is we are focused. We're focused on the platform, which out of that platform can come many, many different businesses and applications and ideas, and that's the power of what we're working on. And so we're going to showcase that we have a platform that can be used across multiple areas, and we've won awards in hospitality for for our, our ability to connect in a public setting where nobody else can do it because security reasons prevents you from doing it. So I think for us, it's, it's been more of the, the difficulty of trying to manage a couple applications which we're developing. And look, quite frankly, we are not an application house. That's not our competency. Our competency is managing the back end yeah. and managing the connections and making sure the receiving screens are working. Um, but we had to wrap it in something to be able to showcase what it is that the platform can do. I understand. So, so what stage are you at now? So, in terms of the the like seed round or or in terms no, of de- where no, the products in, are at? In, in developing the product, where, where are you at? Oh, with, um, you're in sure. trials. So, so we yeah we we have uh, in hospitality we actually have the product developed with with two partners, um, Quadriga, who's uh, the second largest integrator in that space, um, number one outside the U.S. and they have a huge business in Europe. Um, and a, and a, a company called uh, Triple Play, which is a reseller down in Australia. Sure. Yep. And we're live in, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, there you go. Uh, we're live in, in Australia at, uh, at the Ridges Hotel, um, which is exciting. And uh, with Quadriga, we're actually going to be live in, in um, the Pullman Resorts um, within the next couple weeks. So the, these products are now at the point where they're getting into market and we are uh, moving forward with large hotel brands that we've met with showcase the technology and shown why we're different than anything else that's happened in that, you know, in that marketplace. And we can talk a little bit about those specifics if we have time and why in hospitality we have a, a huge point of difference and where the industry is going. Um, and then in enterprise, we, um, we focus very closely with, with, with HP. Um, we're an active paid pilot. The, the applications are both available on the Android and iOS stores. Um, we are working with some of their top channel partners to, to talk through the nuances of, of, how to create and manage the events that you're, you're, uh, you have in the, you know, in the day of life of a, of a salesperson. Um, what's the best way to connect to those screens? What sort of analytics do we want to capture? Um, again, for us, it's, it's just a product that we're building on the platform. It's, it's not the end-all, be-all as it relates to where this is all going. But to have two partners in two different industries um, launching at the right. same time, is, it's exciting. Um, and big it's Hard to juggle, but exciting. <clears throat> Excuse me. So sure. we're running very short of time. Where do you go from here? Do you what's what's the next stage of development for you guys? Sure. So so I think um, you know for us it's obviously to continue to develop on the industries that we started in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the bigger opportunity, and this is why you know having somebody like you with the with an audience um, you know that that's listening is you know as I explained before, it doesn't matter the server or the content type. For us, it's, it's almost like we've created a, a virtual content highway that's, that allows you to plug any type of content on that and be able to move those images or those files to a second screen, but not move them, move them in a way that they're physically there. They're, you're, yeah. you're getting a view of that file, and you can instantly take it away like you saw before. Yeah. And so I think for us, it's um, in the next quarter, we, we will be launching not just in those two industries, but we have a few other consumer product um, applications that we're working with, which I can't announce yet, but they're very, very strong applications that have totally different use cases. One's a video uh, platform, another's a photo sharing um, platform that see the value in, in what we're doing 
and want to extend their local application to second screens. And yeah, that's what that. we're looking for. We're looking for you know young developers that want to test out the the APIs that we've developed, or maybe develop some new ones for us. Um, uh, partners that are looking for uh, opportunities in their respective businesses to work with us, or at, a, at its minimal root, anybody who's listening who's in hospitality or an enterprise who likes the sound of having the application that we've developed as part of their business. Um, so that's really where we're going. We have the platform plane, and we've got our two direct products that we've created. We're not really trying to create any more direct products with us because it's a lot of work to manage the applications, sure. but we want to work with people who like to develop applications and give them our you know, access to our, our APIs. Herb, Mitch Lee, thank you very much for being on the Bob Pritchard Radio Program. I really appreciate it. Now, if you'd like to find out more about ShowDog, Go to showdog.com. That is S-H-O-D-O-G-G dot com, showdog.com, and find out all about it or contact me directly and I'll put you directly in touch with Herb. This is Bob Pritchard. You're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Program on Voice America Business, and I will be back in just a moment. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to Bob at BobPritchard.com. That's Bob at BobPritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking. This is absolutely no bullshit business show. Coming to you live, 5 p.m. here in Los Angeles every week. It's quite a contrast to last week's. 4 a.m. show from Dubai. Oh, God, thank God for coffee. Um, Last week, we discussed how we go about raising funds from investors after an email from Michelle Donovan, who'd been attempting to raise, I think, 500,000 with what she described as an excellent business plan. And then I had um, a heap of emails from people who expressed a similar frustration of sending out dozens of business plans and getting nothing back but really polite, oh, we think it's a great idea. Um, most of the people who responded thought our approach made sense. What we talked about was sending people, particularly uh, potential investors, a maximum two-pager up front. Speak to them if you can, then send them a two-pager because they don't want to read through 50 pages of stuff before they decide whether they're interested. So... Um, and it, it's handy if you if they know you and they're familiar with you because people don't like giving a whole bunch of money to people they don't know just on the say-so of an inventor who could be lying on the beach in the Bahamas next week. So, um, you know, people that are out there professionally looking for money, people like ourselves, um, you know, they know you're probably not going to send them a, sell them a bad deal because we want to go back and send them a lot of other projects. Now, each week we try to bring emails from listeners around the world 
And first email today comes from Martin Dunleavy from San Diego in California. Martin's email reads, Dear Bob, thanks for a great show. From India a couple of weeks ago, I'm in retail, so the fact that you were broadcasting what, from what seemed like a fantastic retail conference was a real interest to me. Having 2,500 retailers all to one conference would be fantastic. Would it be possible for you to send me a copy of your presentation to the conference? I would love to watch it. I listen to every week, promote the benefits of using social media and what great results it gets for retailers. But my question is, as a small retailer, where do I start? Martin, thanks for your email. Unfortunately, I don't send out copies of my presentations, mainly because if I did, who the hell would listen to me next time? It wouldn't take long before everybody had it or somebody would stick it up on the web or something. But I have had the last few presentations recorded. And as soon as we have an opportunity, we will um, slice and dice, take out all the good bits, and we'll put the highlights up on YouTube and up on my website. So if you keep watching, um, then you'll be able to get a lot of it shortly. Martin, you know, on the other topic, I appreciate that of all the different social platforms and the different demographics, you know, it can be daunting even overwhelming, but it's such an extremely important part of business today and critical in future business. So you really, you know, you need to take the time and put in the effort to thoroughly understand it. I know it's, it's daunting, I agree. But once you do, it'll, you'll find that it'll make an extraordinary difference to your business. You know, some basic things to learn, you know, who they are, how they work, and what their target audiences are, um, and that's a great start because that um, that enables you to eliminate probably, you know, of the top 10, probably enables you to eliminate six of them because they simply aren't targeted to where you're going. But there's lots of simple things you can do. Um, get your employees, for example, to help promote your products. You know, customers are always looking for recommendations and what to purchase. And if they get a recommendation for your employees, you know, it might be their top picks or whatever it is, then they'll feel more connected to the people in the shop and, uh, and to your brand. The second thing you need to do is continually tell your current, you know, the regular guests and your casual guests what products and services you have that are new or that are on special upgrades. And by posting every time you get a new line of merchandise, every time you change your lunchtime specials or you create any other initiative, you can post it, tweet it, put up photographs on Pinterest, well, whatever, but get it out there. Another very simple thing you can do is just have regular events. Meet a representative from the manufacturer. You know, one of the people in your store gives a talk about something. Provide samples um, and um, experience with a new product, um, even even have an event to raise funds for a local charity. You know, if you, if you promote an event for a local charity, you get people coming along um, that don't regularly come to your store because they support the charity. They'll decide you're good guys. They'll look at your merchandise and, and you know, they may well come back. You can promote all your upcoming events on your Facebook page. It creates great awareness 
And, you know, then you can offer exclusive deals and offers to your social media community. You know, you just just specials for them and it makes them feel appreciated as loyal customers. And once you develop this relationship, you know, they share this information with their friends and then those friends come in and it's a really good way to build your business. But you really need to pay attention to the mentions that you get on Twitter and comments on your Facebook page and on, of course, all the other social media pages and develop a dialogue with the customers. It doesn't matter whether they write, you know, you suck, go back and talk to them and um, help them with their concerns and, and, you know, people like people who respond to you. So if you're helpful and responsive, you'll give your customers a positive impression and you'll help build trust in your business. You can also search for general mentions of your business just to see what people are saying about you generally or your industry. And you can find out who your advocates are and then you can start pushing them. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that uh, Lady Gaga works on the principle of having eight very powerful advocates around the world and um, she's used them to tremendous effect. Martin, tomorrow we'll send you a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets. That's my latest hardcover and audio book, and I hope that you enjoy it. Actually, I've just got a big box of books sitting on my floor here that are about to go off to India, where we got um, a lot of orders after my last speeches there. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show and benefiting from the advice that we give you every week, please tell your friends to listen. Go to my website, at bob at bobpritchard.com and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. Now, I don't usually give plugs, but I want to mention a fantastic event called On Point at 50 and Beyond. Now, this is being held on November the 2nd at 7.30 p.m. at the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Auditorium in Thousand Oaks near Los Angeles. It is a fantastic auditorium. It's brilliant. And this is a great variety event that stars a friend of mine, Marie-France Levesque, a former American ballet theatre ballerina who danced with Nureyev and Barishnikov. It also has Grammy-nominated composer Freddie Ravel, who worked with Earth, Wind and Fire and worked with Madonna and Lady Gaga, among other superstars. And I believe there could be a couple of other big superstars to be named to the bill Eminently, it's got the extraordinary opera singer Elizabeth Howard, the ensemble from Los Angeles Dance Company, among others. It's a fantastic night, and I've got the privilege of hosting part of the evening. If you're looking for a really terrific and very special night out, book your tickets now from Ticketek or from the theatre. I look forward to seeing you there. Remember, on point at 50 and beyond at Thousand Oaks Civic Auditorium, on November 2nd, it will be a brilliant event, I assure you. But thanks for listening to the Bob Pritchard No Bullshit Business Radio Show. This is just for entrepreneurs. We're here solely to help you. And if you're serious about being successful, this is the place to come every week at exactly the same time. Please um, follow me on Twitter, Facebook and Google+. Contact me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. This is Bob Pritchard, and I hope you have an absolutely fantastic and successful week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. 
Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.